Welcome to Brit David Podcast and the conclusion to Pastor Tim's message, How to Get More Out of 2024, from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. Looking ahead to 2024, there will be a lot of things that we have no control over. World events, prices of things, even illnesses. But there are some things we do have control over. Both how we respond to such things and how we prepare for the unknown. When Peter said that we are to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there are some practical things we can do to get more out of 2024. Here's Pastor Tim. Let me give you a fourth. Supports. Supports will help you grow. What I mean by that is surround yourself with growing Christians. Find some Christian friends. You know, there was a dime in the past where the church was the hub of the community. It was not only what you did on Sundays. The church was everything about your work week. The church was everything about your social life. The church was everything about recreation. Everything in life seemed to center on your church. It's not the day that we live in anymore. In fact, for many of us, our closest friends don't even go to church. Not only not here, but not anywhere. Some of our closest friends aren't even believers. That's okay. I mean, you should have friends that aren't believers. You ought to have friends that don't go to church. You ought to be encouraging them in those ways. But I'm going to tell you something. There's no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. There's no such thing as real Christian growth in isolation. Listen, there's a reason why prisons put people in, in, a, in a cell all by themselves. And if you put yourself in a spiritual cell all by yourself, you'll be guaranteed not to grow. You need your church family. You need Christian friends that you're around often. You need Christian friends who are more mature than you are. Somebody who will challenge you. Who will challenge you to grow. To be a better believer. To be more active. You need someone who will support you. That's why we call our friends supports or support groups. We need them to support the growth that we want to have. What kind of friends do you have? When I moved to Memphis, I didn't have any friends. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know a soul that was there. I had a hard time finding a church where I felt like I fit. Finding a church where I felt like I belonged. A church where I felt like I mattered. I hope that you found that here. But what I recognized very quickly once I landed at a church was that I needed something far more than just a friendly church. A place where people would speak to me on the way in or on the way out. I needed friends at church. 
never was the most outgoing, never was the best one at making friends, but the Bible says the one who wants friends needs to be a friend, right? And so I began to pray. I recognized this guy that was, he was younger than me, but he was more mature than me. He had grown in Christ far more than I had. And I remember praying and saying, God, I want to be that guy's friend. The Bible says that God knit the heart of Jonathan to the heart of David. He says in the New Testament that he knits our hearts together in love. And so I simply said, God, if, if that's the kind of friend that I need, and I want to be that guy's friend, I need you to knit those hearts together. And that's exactly what he did. Do you have somebody that you could really genuinely call a Christian friend? This morning I heard Bo. Bo's out there somewhere. There he is. Bo, <laughs> this morning, Bo was sitting out there on the couch, and, and, and I was talking to one of our, our newest ladies that I hope you get to meet a little bit later on today. And Bo said, this is my church. He said, he said, I could go through our church directory, and I could call anybody, and they'd be where I am in 10 or 15 minutes. He said, that's just the kind of church we got. I love hearing people brag on our church. But I love the truth of his statement. Is there anybody in here that if Bo called you and said, I need you, that you wouldn't come? I believe you would. And he knows it. Other people in this church need to know that about you. Not just that if you call them that they will come, but if they call you, that you will come. Find yourself some good Christian friends and watch your faith grow this year. Number five, serving will help you grow. Serving. You've heard it said before that we are saved to serve. We're saved to serve the Lord. We serve Him in a multitude of ways and capacities. How are you serving Him? It probably depends on the giftedness that you have. When you were saved, the Holy Spirit of God gave you a spiritual gift whereby you might serve Him and serve His church. What did He give you? Do you know? If you don't know what the gift is, then how do you know what areas you ought to serve in? So, well, I, I don't know what my gift is. I'll tell you a good way to discover both your gift and the area where you should serve. Find an area to serve and do it. You say, Tim, you guarantee that's how I'm going to find out that's my gift and that's my area? No! I'm telling you, you might knock it off your list. You know? It might just be that you start serving in an area and you say, boy, Lord has not cut me out for this. You know? Mark that one off. That just means there's something else. Right? There's some other way, there's some other place that you can serve. Don't get hung up on the one thing. The one thing, if I can't do that one thing, 
I'm not going to do anything. No servant ever says that. The servant says, how may I help you? How may I help you? What can I do in his church for the Lord? What can I do for him? What could you do for him? I asked you a couple of weeks ago on your connect card. Now it's on your bulletin. You can tear it off. You got one today. I want to serve in the blank ministry. I said, we're looking to kind of revamp our children's ministry. By the way, in two weeks, we're going to have that meeting. If you want to be in on children's ministry on this ground level, you need to write it on there and let me know. I can't read your mind. I don't know the area that you want to serve in unless you say. You want to serve in children's ministry? Let me know. i got a place for you. You want to serve in youth ministry? You want to serve in senior adult ministry? You want to serve in, in, uh, in, in, um, in, in recreation in some way? You want to serve in prayer ministry? You want to serve in the, in the choir or in praise team? You want to serve in some kind of teaching capacity? Listen, there are areas where you can serve. You say, yeah, but I don't see, I don't see this particular area I'm interested in. Good, that means you get to start it. serving the Lord is important the Dead Sea is not where you want to drink the water because the Dead Sea's got stuff water flowing into it but it doesn't have any water flowing out of it and there are a bunch of Dead Sea kind of Christians God pours into them knowledge, opportunities, ministries, but they have no outlet. They are bloated and they are salty. And not one Christian wants to be either one of those things. Find a way to serve. There's something that you can do. And there's somebody who needs for you to do it. Would you commit to doing that this year? To finding some area of service, maybe a brand new area of service, and say, I want to try to do that for the Lord this year. Let me give you one more. Sharing will help you grow. Sharing will help you grow. Tell somebody. Tell somebody what you're learning as you study. Tell somebody what you've been praying about. Tell somebody what happened at church on Sunday. Tell somebody about your friends that you're making. Tell somebody about how you're serving and what God's doing through that. Tell somebody about the Lord. Now, it may be that you're telling other Christians, that you're encouraging them, That you're telling them what God's doing in your life, that God might do something similar in their life. They need to hear that. They need to be built up. It also may be that you need to tell somebody who doesn't know the Lord about that. Do you know that there's nobody who can tell your story like you can? Nobody can tell your story like you can. 
And you'll be surprised how many people out there can relate to your story. They can. And it may very well be that when they hear that the Lord can save somebody like you, that He can save somebody like them. Every day, the Bible says, the Lord added to His church. I think He still wants to do that, by the way. I think every day, the Lord wants to add to His church. I think every day, He would want to add to this local church. If He wants to do it every day, don't you think He can do it every week? Don't you think He can do it every month? Don't you think this would be an exciting point in December of 2024 if we had that much going on? Share with somebody what God's doing in your life. You, therefore, beloved, beware. Since you know these things beforehand, you already know. You already know. I haven't told you anything today that you didn't already know. Since you know these things beforehand, beware, lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away by the error of the wicked. But... Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. I'm asking you today to commit to all six of those things that we've just talked about. I'm asking you today to make sure that you know that you belong to the Lord. To give your heart to Jesus if you never have. Or to make it public if you haven't done that. I want you in your own words to make that commitment before the Lord. Maybe it would be such a serious commitment to you that you would leave your seat and come to this altar. And before God and before His church, you would make commitments in those ways. Maybe some of these are things that you're already doing. Maybe there's some that you need more help on than others. But would you give that to the Lord today? Say, God, I want 2024 to be a spiritual growth spurt in my life. This is what I really believe. I believe He wants that for you more than you want it for yourself. Maybe I can help you with some of that. If I can, I encourage you to come. Say, Tim... I need help in this area, or Tim, I want to commit to this area. Whatever you need to do today, I encourage you to do that. Jesus, you hear the prayers of every person in this room, every commitment that is made, every vow that is made. 
You hear it. And you hold on to it for all of eternity. Father, we also pray that you would help. That you would help us to fulfill those commitments that we intend to make today. In Jesus' name I pray. Let me ask you to keep your head bowed and your eyes closed, but why don't you just stand right there, right where you are. You stand because, one, it makes it easier for you to come out and come to the front. It also makes it easier if there's somebody on the inside of that row that needs to get out, to let them out. It's also a way of standing and saying, God, this is my commitment, and I make it before you today. If you need to come, I encourage you to come. I encourage you to stand and pray. I encourage you to sing. Let's do what God wants us to do today, okay? Sean. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Britt David Podcast. And he would like to invite you to check out our past messages here in our podcast library. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.